And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Looking down the stand here in the Gaelic grounds after the stalemate and draw absolutely gutted. Complete contrast to last week. Still good performance in there and some bad parts as well. But uh, it just wasn't to be. And uh, we'll get this week's Westmead Loud Promotion Talking Points podcast on the way. Before we get into the match report and the talking points, uh, I had a chat with Kevin Riley from the Dock Democrat before the game, and he just shows the, the level of enthusiasm and hope I had in my voice and my uh, anticipation before the game. So we get into that and we'll have the match report, then the talking points, and we catch up with Kevin then at the end. Thanks for listening. So we're moments before throw-in here in a beautiful but kind of nippy Gaelic grounds and I'm sitting beside Kevin Riley who's always here early from the Dundalk Democrat and now the 42.ie if you want to if you want to get him. He's, uh, he's hot property at the moment. Um, Kevin, what's your thoughts? Are you nervous? Uh, I would be and I'm looking out at Westmead warming up here in their um, fair big team, Daniel. Uh, I know there's maybe talk about Derek Maguire not being here and maybe that would be a worry. Um because he's certainly probably one of your more consistent, well, one of your more experienced performers, and he, you know he'd be a useful guy to have at some stage today. Um, but like I suppose that there seems to be confident. Yeah, I'm looking at Wayne here in front of me, and, and Liam Callagher and Graham Byrne. There seems to be a confidence about Loud. And, and last week, um, you know, I, I don't think that you, you can maybe overemphasize how how big of a boost last week's win was to, to take it to the final day. And there's sort of a, a final feel to it. I, I spoke to Andy McDonald during the week, and do you know that. There seems to be that confidence, that buzz about it. Um, it seems to have returned, um, and, and I suppose I think Andy is going for his third promotion from this division of his career, and, and there would be a few in that boat. So, th- albeit it is a young team, and that there's a lot of young players, and it's a relatively new team, there would be quite a few players in it who who know what it takes to to get out of this division, and who also know what it takes to beat Westmead, and, and our record would be fairly strong against them. Yeah, and I suppose we have that nice mix where the young lads be very keen. 
and then we have the lads that have done this before and can have that experience and composure behind them absolutely and I think the one point that has to be made is if you reflect back in this league campaign your best performers have been the young lads or or the the less experienced guys you look at James Craven for example I know he's not young a young new to to this level he's been brilliant this year John Um, Clutterbucks absolutely brilliant Sam Mulroy Conor Brannigan new into it um, yeah. in your entire full back line they, they, they've been so consistent Fergal Dunner who seems to have found a, a settled home in there Emma Carlin um, albeit he maybe struggled in the early stages last week he, he, he grew into it and probably suits you know the likes of a Conor Harrison type of player yeah. a big guy who's, who's not going to necessarily get away from him so I think today is a, a big game for him particularly if he is going to be paired against Kieran Martin um, and, and you know it's you'd have to be confident at home um, and, and I suppose with all to play for like that's that's a, I know home isn't an overly great advantage for us but like you take it for the leagues even after the Longford game even after the Carlo loss you would have taken yeah. pr- promotion at home yeah. against Westmead well, well, I'd flip it the other way. You wouldn't want to be going to Westmead to no. play this. So, like, I suppose it's and, and that was that was a point that when we were wondering where where the game was going to be played a couple of weeks ago, and um, that that Wayne said that you know there'd be no idea of playing this under lights somewhere else or in a different county or a neutral venue. He wanted the home home game, and, and the likelihood is when you are at home, you, you'll attract a bigger crowd. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that's something that we can expect today. Probably the biggest crowd we've had in Drada, certainly in this league campaign, and, and, yeah. and hopefully in a long while, because there seems to be. Whereas maybe six, eight weeks ago you'd have been looking at this season pretty bleakly and, and looking at so many inexperienced players, there seems to be an optimism about it now, um, and, and, and there's a sense that this is a team that we could have for a number of years to come. So we're we going to do it. Uh, I'm just going to say yes. Just. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you. I, I think on paper now Westmead are a really good team yeah. and they've even added to that since that postponement to Jack Smith in a high quality high yeah. calibre player yeah. from Dublin but I still think we have that confidence from last week we have home advantage we have a set way of playing that will hopefully come good today and we have the options off the bench as well absolutely absolutely I think I think Sam Mulroy uh, again could, could could cause Westmead problems um, I, I'd be expecting a big game from him Andy McDonnell again listen if our if our individually if we play as well as we did last week um, I don't think that they'll you know I, I think we'll be too strong yeah, here's hoping thanks Kevin Um, slight change of plan we're not going to catch up with Keevan we're going to leave that um, we we had a chat after the game and I went on and it, it, I'm going to leave that till till next week as an actual uh, league recap to, uh, we go into depth and we pick the players of the league and performers of the league so it's worth holding on to um, but uh, yeah we'll get into the we'll get into the match report and we started off with the same team as the 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 win over down. As it's as it goes now, it nearly rhymes off. Sheiky in the back in goals. Fergal Donahue, Emma Carlin, James Craven, Anthony Williams, Bevan Duffy, John Clutterbuck, Tommy Dornan, and James Calliff in the middle of the field. Conor Brannigan, Kieran Downey, Jim McEnany, Andy uh, coming out, and Sam and Decky inside. And. Uh, that's it, that's the team, that's the settled team, no real surprises, um, no no real changes on the bench or anything like that either, very settled team, 
and I told we we started we started very well. Um, Kieran Downey had probably his best game in a loud jersey. He really, he really hit the ground running. Hit a lovely point off a, a Samuel Roy assist. They had a disallowed goal. Um, Hesden flicked to the net from a high ball. I don't know whether it was a foul on Sheiky or whether it was a square ball, but it, the referee's assessor was beside us, and he said he didn't see much wrong with it. So that was a kind of a get a jail card there whether the referee was close up to it I don't know but Downey then hit a lovely score out of the right, outside the right boot to put us 2-0 up and it was a championship pace at this stage um, Luke Lachlan and Jerry Egan levelled Luke Lachlan started instead of Jamie Gano with number 12 he started inside with Heslin and he was sharp he was very pacey very dangerous on the turn and he showed an early indicator by kicking their first score from play Downey got our third point uh, he got all three of the first three points on the ninth minute lovely mark and he kicked it very comfortably over the bar Sam Duncan then nails another one were level for the second time in the game uh, three all long long range point from the midfielder and the game kind of went into the rhythm of uh, lads really, really realising after the first 15 minutes of franticity and getting it out of the system, that they realised what was at stake here and then it got very cautious. Everyone kind of set their stall out, got men behind the ball um, and it was huge hits and it kind of got a bit of a lull though as well. It kind of got backwards, sideways, hand pass and... You have the ball, we have the ball. Sideways, width on the play, depth on the play. Not really that much depth. Um, and then it sparked into life with a Bevan Duffy uh, goal. It was a slow build-up. Then he plays a neat one-two with the main man in form, Downey, and comes right through. 21-yard line. You think, go on, have a shot at goal. And he went for the, he went for the, went for the, went for the goal. It was a low shot. It just skipped lovely into the bottom left-hand corner and the draw the United end. That put us one three to three ahead, and we were winning the fifty fifties at that stage. We were going for it. We were old school. We were claiming the middle of the field. We were, we weren't afraid to kick past the ball. We were used to the defence that that Westmead were setting up, and we looked comfortable. But we missed a couple of frees to push that advantage further ahead. Um, Jerry Egan then entered into the league, into the lead. Um, the main the main mentioned man before the game, Jack Smith from Dublin, he goes off in this period as well. And uh, we kept missing freeze. Sam hit, missed a couple, missed one straight in front of the post um, off the ground. He's in decision between off the ground or out of his hands. But he did land one after Clutterbuck was fouled. And that made us 1-4-4, to four, but we should have been more ahead, especially when Luke Lachlan got the last score and a half to make a 1-4-5 to five at half-time. Two-point lead, probably thought, oh, God, we should be more ahead. But we're, uh, we're, we're, we're the more impressive team. We didn't really stamp our dominance on it. And it, oh, we thought we might get away with it. Would we rue it? We did in the second half because straight away... Um, Westmead up the tempo in the second half, but yet we still have possession. Bevan Duffy tries to find Andy McDonald with a hand pass in the middle of the field, having we nearly everyone up at, up the field at that at that moment. I think there's only Fergal Donahue and Emma Carlin um, behind the behind Bevan at that stage. James Craven made a run. Clutterbuck had made a run up up the left hand side. Turnover in the middle of the field. Bodu he he had the man marking job on uh, Andy. Worked out really well. Andy was very heavily strapped. Didn't look right and was taken off then. 
and uh, 50 was it the 48 minute 49 minute 50 minute didn't look right but he was that that turnover they went right through the heart of our defence uh, the big midfielder Sam Duncan ran through give it to Jerry Egan Egan found Eslin and Emma Carlin hit him a shoulder it looked a lot worse than what it was you can see why the ref gave a penalty but I was a, it was a shoulder more than anything to have it up on the Westmead page if you want to have a look at it I don't know um, and you could see Andy remonstrating after with the referee that the actual hit and tackle happened outside of the box and I think it was outside the box you look at that Westmead thing as well and it looks to me like it was outside the box but then they had the goal ruled uh, for uh, ruled out early on then we continued to miss freeze uh, Peach missed two hit the post with the second but then he finally struck one from play to make it 1-5 to 1-5 Egan again gets another free. That's one six to one five. But then Jim gets uh, Jim nails a penalty after Peach Calif was fouled coming through on, on a run. That was a really good penalty, really really good penalty. And you thought two six to one six. Uh, sorry, two six two five to one six. We're going to win this game. We have ridden the storm. We got this is our we got over there purple patch. But Egan again just eats into the lead with a free. And that starts them off on a run of three scores in a row. Caroon nails them from, from play, the midfielder. And Luke Lachlan gets his third point of the day to make it 1-9 to 2-5. That nudged them ahead and we missed scores. Oh, we, we we brought on three subs in that period. Owen Duffy, Conor Early, uh, Ross Nally. Uh, Bornsy came on just before that in the 44th minute for Decky. And uh, we kicked wide. Owen kicked the wide. Downing kicked the wide. Um, and we just we just kind of let the game fray away from us because we had opportunities we worked them well we were patient we just didn't execute but we still were hanging on into the game just shows the battling quality of this team James Craven comes up the field up that left channel made for left for the clip over and he does that made it 2-6 to 1-9 you thought jeez we might just win this game then John Heslin quiet the whole game Gets free and kicks a lovely point, sublime effort on his left foot to put them ahead one ten to one ten to two six and you thought oh two points now to win it can we do it? Bornsey gets a gets a point when it probably broke it broke down he thought oh get a goal but he took the right option and it was t- difficult enough. Uh, to, to loop it over at that stage that made it a draw game and we had a chance yes we had a chance to win the game we worked the ball we, worked, we were so lucky to win the ball back they had a loose ball around the middle of the field Conor Baring had picked it up and then we started off a move and uh, we worked the pace we worked it across the field Anthony Williams makes a really incisive run through the uh, heart of the Westmead defence he looked like he was going to shoot Probably did the right thing and laid it out to uh, Conor Early, but I don't think he, he intended for Conor Early to shoot. Early shot, he's off balance and it went well wide. It just was a bad wide. Uh, but he learned from a young player, he learned from it, but it was just that was it. The referee blew the whistle and he thought, oh, bollocks. Gutted. That was it. 2 7 1 10. Draw was going to do, draw or win was going to do Westmead. And lo and behold, they get the draw. Um, very disappointing. Just absolutely gutted to be so close and yet so far away from promotion. And uh, the lads show great spirits uh, to get there. But we'll we'll have a listen to uh, standing uh, manager uh, Liam Kelleher now. 
How do you reflect on something like that immediately? Like, I suppose a draw against Westmead probably wouldn't have been a bad result in, in isolation. Yeah, yeah look, in, in isolation, no, it's not enough. No, we came here to win. Um, today, they just probably didn't happen until first today. Uh, after performance last week in Stan, um, we said we got back into training. Lads probably were very tired after it. So maybe the adrenaline rush of last week just didn't, couldn't kick in today, couldn't be sustained today. And so um, I thought we had a number of chances to sort of uh, score today. Normally we would probably take them, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. And um, I'm just incredibly disappointed for the team itself. They've come a long way. Uh, they've put in great effort in training. I think you can you'd, you'd fully recognise that they, they have sort of improved from game to game. And uh, today was a big challenge for them, uh, coming to probably play in front of a bigger crowd with something serious at stake. And um, I think they'll learn from that. I think their decision maker will learn from that. And uh, please God, the execution will improve yeah. as well. Is it sort of similar to last week, the last 20 minutes or so, um, struggled to get scores? Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't know why that is, but I just. Um, it just didn't happen for us, and uh, uh, look, it, that's that's it. Uh, I'd be sort of well disappointed now. I'm incredibly proud of them. Uh, Wayne and Cahill have done a tremendous job uh, in the coaching front of these, and um, but they listened, they improved, and uh, I would say that uh, the future is brighter than the walls. Probably three months. Yeah. Like, that's know. that's the key thing, Liam. Is that yeah. from the Longford game on? I think there was an improvement near the Carlo game, there was an improvement nearly every game. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And the one game, well, in the league, perhaps not, but the the Carlo game was the one for us that just sort of caught us unawares as as a management team. uh, We weren't sort of uh, ready for that performance, but listen, we learned, and uh, more importantly, the team learned and put in a great performance last week, and they were ready for today. Uh, probably a bit of tiredness after I said you last week but look at that's not an excuse um, we just didn't execute today and I don't think our performance probably reached the levels of down last week mm-hmm. but uh, no I'd, I'd like you to appreciate that the curve was upwards hopefully yeah. and um, look at Thank everyone for coming to support us today. Yeah, and just to make the point that the penalty that Westmead got, it certainly from my end, it looked as if it could have been outside. I know uh, Amit was trying to make that point too. Uh, I better not speak with referees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just could go into the papers, I could be in trouble. No, look, it, it, he gave the decision. Uh, we always coach at section 4 on the 12s upwards that uh, whatever the referee decides is, is there. A goal last week in the grey area, uh, a penalty this week. Was it a was it a was it even a free? Was it a shoulder to shoulder? Um, and then, according to our sources, it was outside. Yeah. But there's no VAR in GA, so you just have to play the referee. And um, sadly, it didn't go for statute yeah. today. I know it might be your first experience of this now, this break coming. But is that you know something that you feel is is probably due for the players just to go back to their clubs for a month? Yeah. Well, for? look, it unfortunately did. This is something like. It's not it's the administrators decide to play the play the games for the players now and they have to the clubs the clubs are of paramount importance. Uh, but the players will go away now for uh, this week. We won't we won't sort of uh, meet them again for maybe another uh, ten days just to meet up with them and you at least sort of plan for the championship at that stage. But uh, we'll take cognizance of the fixtures that are coming down the line and uh, we'll um, 
we'll schedule the, the, the training according to those sections yeah. like, you know, that's all we can do probably more an anxious time than anything in terms of just waiting to see are there injuries from each one weekend to the next um, not look at there's also injuries are part and parcel of the game so no, you, don't, you don't worry about those things um, look if it happened if, today we had a couple of players and actually took the field today that were, were injured last week I know we kept it probably quiet but uh, they put in a, a very good performance today and uh, that's the calibre of players that's actually showing up to play for the county now they just play and it's not a matter of getting a niggle and not playing they want to play in all those games and um, we've 35 players training with us at the moment and they're all eager to sort of play the game mm-hmm. which is a positive like yeah. you know I know it might be raw at the minute but the, the campaign like I don't know what the idea the aim was at the, at the outset of it maybe behind closed doors but I suppose where do you feel that are you know at this stage compared to what you were six weeks ago did you get what you were looking for um, probably the campaign or is that still to be assessed uh, no we will we'll sit down and assess mm. we'll sit down and assess it but privately uh, yeah. we, we'd be disappointed yeah we'd be disappointed uh, disappointed for the players um there are the player there are players in the county that are good enough uh we'll, we'll keep saying that to you um it's just that we better start being positive about the players in the county. There's some very uh, talented players, skillful players. They probably need a little bit more uh, confidence and uh, need a few more years of experience of playing at this level. But uh, the players are out there yeah. and there are other players to join the panel too. Is that okay, lads? Um, talking point number one, and that has to be... Uh, Kieran Downey coming of age game. He was uh, he was really on it today. He was really up for it. He kicked two superb points to to put us two 0 ahead. Absolutely outstanding score from the Blues man. And it looks like he's settling into position. He's finding he's found his feet as an inter county player. He's able to orchestrate things. He took a mark and kicked that. That was our first three points from play. Or on the on the board, and he he looked composed. He looked like a leader out there. He, uh, I know he missed one in the second half, but he still wasn't afraid to show or lead the line, and get there. So a really good a really good performance from Downey, and something we can build on for the future. Um, definitely, that's I suppose that's talking point. Um, number one. Um, talking point number two, and it has to be. I know we were beaten. Uh, we beaten for promotion today. But uh, overall, it has to be positivity on the campaign. To flirt with promotion, to flirt with relegation, and then being so close to promotion, it has to sting. But, like, we've we've done okay. We've really done okay to to be put ourselves in that position. The, the long-for game, I feel, cost us. The Carlow game might have cost us, but we were down an awful lot of players that night. We learned an awful lot from that Carlow game. So, for me, it's probably that uh, long-for game, the first game. In Drogheda again. Uh, that's, uh, that is talking point number three. Drogheda. We had three home games this season, and we picked up three points out of the possible six. Uh, like I said, that that long for game probably cost us. Does it hamper the way we play? It possibly does. I know we opened up Sligo, but I think that the pitch, the surface, the tackiness of the surface, um, 
like we picked up four out of six points away from home and we nearly got a point in Carlo, so that's five out of six points. I know it was lucky win in Offaly, but that's another sticky pitch as well. Down the Crow Park, I think better surface suits loud, that bodes well for the summer. And we'll probably have four games at home next season, but it is a factor. I think it was a factor today, come the last come the last five minutes. Um, similar to Longford, come the last five minutes, we couldn't get, we couldn't, we weren't, we didn't build up enough of a lead. We um, couldn't get that lead. We couldn't compose ourselves. But I think the pitch just pulls the legs out of you. I think the, the narrowness of it. I think it's it doesn't play right. There's a slope on it all over the place. So I think that really didn't help us at all. Um, I think it was it. I think it was a talking point today. Um, they were. They were able to get the draw and get out of there with, with points in our home ground, and that's just not good enough. Talking point number four, and like I said, this bodes well. Um, it bodes well for the championship because it was championship stuff there at times. It really was, and the pace was hot, the movement was fast, and uh, the intensity was there. We look fit, we look sharp, we look like we can maybe do something in the championship. I think hopefully we will. we're going to be Wexford, please God. Maybe give Dublin a good run. Maybe like stay in the game as long as possible, and then go on a good run in the qualifiers. Uh, and I think this team has the potential maybe to go to go that uh, go go on that run. We're certainly conditioned well enough. We're getting players back who've missed chunks of the early season. They'll be chomping at the bit for their year to continue it at the county level. The crack looks to be good. Players want to get involved with the, with the panel. I'd say now the league coming up, and uh, we'll have league about league all about it podcast as well. Don't be don't worry about that. And I'd say there'll be players brought in from uh, those round the fixtures as well, all over April, and uh, if not uh, this weekend as well in the Sheelan Cup and all those games and a uh, couple of league games that is playing this weekend. And I think that'll add to it as well. I think um, there's a feel good about it. There's uh, like I said that positivity. But uh, yeah, so I think it does bode well. I think we we will make an impact in the championship. Definitely on the back of this, that has to be a talking point. The pace today was was very hot, and we were able to handle it. Um, they're a well conditioned team. We look to be a well conditioned team as well. And I think uh, next talking point, talking point number five, our skills are really really upped. We are not afraid to fit, We are not afraid to kick past the ball. And that only bodes well. I mentioned that in the match report. We can foot past the ball really well, and we use it to our advantage. James Calliff's in there. Jim McEnany's in there. All the foot pass. Um, Sam Sam Mulroy's good foot passer as well. Open the play up. Even uh, Clutterbuck was playing lovely balls up the line with a uh, with a foot pass. Opens the thing up. It just shows the skill level that's in the team, and it just shows the the way the GA is changing. It's uh, the skill levels. If if you're if you're meeting mass defences like we've had, we've we've faced Carlo, Down, and Westmead, and they're all playing the same way, same defensive football, uh, and probably Westmead played it the best, and it, and it told they they got promoted. So although you think defensive football doesn't work that well. It does have its advantages and it 
did make Westmead get up, but it's improving the skill sets and players that they're gonna if they're gonna foot pass, it's gonna be accurate, and that is our, our that's our real um, that's our real weapon, our foot pass and our accuracy and, and getting the ball forward quickly at times and uh, getting the scoring opportunities and creating scoring opportunities. Talking point number six: Fergus cheeky short midterm uh, kick out is really sharp as well and uh, that could have been a factor in Rohada like it has been with Craig Lynch but he, he's really nailed them he's really um, he's really worked on them and really good impact to uh, come in and do that straight in the back of like literally the following week on uh, Young Ireland's campaign to do all that and he looked very good and we, we seem to have a good kind of triangle there with the two boys in the middle of the field Um uh, claiming high kickouts which Westmead we did force Westmead to do and then they get on they know how to get on the ball when the ball does go short and we break out the fence very well when Sheiky goes short so that planning that can only bode well for the summer as well as you can see my team on the, these talking points on the Westmead game is looking with the focus ahead for that Westmead game on a Wexford game on the 12th of uh, May so um let me see the other talking point and it's probably yeah talking point number seven and it's their goal we were opened up it was a turnover um, it should have never happened should have never given that short you shouldn't really be giving a, foot, a hand pass it's coming back was on, your feet, on the field to yourself especially when there's so many little men behind you uh, in the middle of the field wide open in the middle of the park on that pitch position to the player you're giving it to you probably shouldn't have done it to Bevan to Andy and then there's a miscommunication and it just opened us up but the, as long as well as that it didn't look to be it didn't look to be a penalty it was outside and it was, it was a hard hit from, from Eric Carroll and my god he hits hard he throws his body at it and he really smacks you um, but that 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 goal gave them the kind of we were playing with confidence at that time. We were we were happy, we were comfortable with we the lead, we were two points ahead. I know it was only a two point lead, but that, that wiped it out straight away. That that penalty gave them give them the score to uh, go ahead themselves and the impetus to have something tangible themselves to hold on to and when they're such a defensively minded team that worked out well for them. Um, talking point number eight, and that's the inability for us to push on. And we had chances. Sam had freeze when we needed them. And you need you need to take them. You need to take them freeze to to stay ahead and stamp your authority. It's like a now half in rugby, rewarding all the the big forwards and heavy muckers and the forwards for doing their hard work and it, it just keeps them going but just when you look back and you go in at half time we're only two points ahead you, we should have been we should have been f- at least four ahead like down to have that caution to have that comfortable uh, ability to hold on and defend because we can defend but when it was that slender and then the goal came about they really had a good surge in the second half like but really they it was the one four from uh, Jerry and that kind of cost us those frees that they did nail and we didn't nail the other end and we missed we missed chances from play with rush shots like I said Conor Early's rush shot Owen Duffy's rush shot um, 
Downey missed one as well. Um, and you really need to be nailing that. It's mad. Like you bring on Ross Nally and Ryan Bournes, and you don't, you don't even, you don't even, uh, you don't get a free down. <laughs> you know, and they probably, they probably rate themselves as better free takers as, as Sam. And then you have uh, Peach ended up taking free kicks as well. So that showed you the the level of uncertainty there with that. And the management felt it had to come in and say something. And it was it was funny because Downey had kicked a mark just before Sam's first free, and it was nearly you're inclined to you're inclined to think, oh let let uh, let Downey take it. He's streaking hot, and uh, Sam missed them. Once he missed the first one, I kind of told, and you're wondering then, does Jim not take them? He takes the first club. Does he not take them? But that, that kind of cost us, but um, that's one of the talking points. And then talking point, and probably the final talking point on today's podcast, is uh, the job that Wayne and Liam have done, uh, and Cahill Murray. Uh, they've brought us to the brink of promotion. They uh, I've got the feel-good factor back in the county. There was a good crowd in Drada. Probably would have expected more, to be honest, on a Saturday afternoon. Expected more. Now, the stand was full. They did get behind the team. Um, and I suppose there would have been a lot more there than there was come last year or even the start of this year or even midway through this year. And even if that game had went on, there was a lot more there than the, than the first game. Refixture, that's for certain. But... Uh, Definitely loads of loads of positives, loads of input, loads of uh, positive impressions, um, loads of good debutants made a good season. Um, John Clutterbuck today was dry. It was the tale of two number sevens. James Dolan for them and James Clutterbuck for us driving up the field. Um, really good in transition. Uh, I think that's where just getting back to a previous point. I think that's where the tra- the transition game doesn't really apply in Drogheda. Doesn't open up as much. It's it's uh, it's it's a kind of narrow, and it's kind of short in that centre of the field. So you're hitting both sides, defensive lines initially. I think that adds to the kind of lull in the game. That's what happened until Bevan banged in the goal. Uh, but that's it. That's I know we have uh, players to come back in. We have uh, very. Very, uh, really exciting looking uh, forecast for the for the championship. We have on the local scene. We've we've club action. Uh, congrats to all the winners. You have uh, the Dreadnoughts, Kilcarly, Roach, and the Percy all picking up first silverware of the year. That's great for them and their clubs and all that hard winter training. Uh, it's paid off for something already this year. You have something to cheer about. Um, is it a sign of things to come? Is the Dreadnoughts going to win the senior championship? Is Curly going to win the intermediate? Is Napierty going to win the junior? Who knows? Um, I mean, wonder does does that does that really does whoever wins those competitions? Do they usually be there or thereabouts? I think they are. Um, but that's it. Thanks very much for following um, and and watching all the live videos and uh, Instagram. I'm loud proud on Instagram. Loud and proud on Twitter and loud and proud on Facebook as well. Um, hopefully we should have something uh, sparkly in the 
upcoming weeks so stay tuned for that and thanks very much for listening and come on loud i know we didn't do it today but still keep the faith we're gonna have a really good championship really good summer ahead and really believe it i think we can do it i think we can have a really really strong summer uh, in 2019 thanks very much for listening I love all that and like I said next week we'll have a, a recap and a, a league look back with uh, Kevin Wiley so stay tuned for that but this has been the Westmead Talking Point promotion podcast thanks very much for listening